This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, February 28th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Purdue faces Senate Ag. Wheeler nomination vote set. U.S. pushing China on biotech. And FDA eyes grounds for milk decision. Purdue back on Capitol Hill. Ag Secretary Sonny Purdue is on Capitol Hill for the second day in a row today after making news on several fronts yesterday and also creating some confusion. Purdue, who appears today before the Senate Agriculture Committee, laid out his schedule yesterday for implementing key farm bill programs and also said that the White House is working on a comprehensive immigration reform proposal with assistance from USDA. Purdue did not provide any details of the plan, but he said his farm labor advisor, Christy Boswell, is being lent to the White House to help develop the proposal. Boswell was previously an ag labor specialist at the American Farm Bureau Federation. He said what? Purdue created some confusion when he said that EPA would be unable to issue a vapor pressure waiver for E15 in time for the summer driving season. Shortly after the House Ag hearing and right about the time the Senate was taking a procedural vote on the nomination of Andrew Wheeler as EPA administrator, EPA issued a statement essentially contradicting Purdue. Wheeler rolling. The Senate voted 52-46 to yesterday to advance Wheeler's nomination. A final vote on his nomination is set for this afternoon. Now read our story on Purdue's Farm Bill timeline and on the confusing E15 developments. That's at www.agripulse.com. Peterson wants to protect FSA from shutdown. House Ag Chair Colin Peterson of Minnesota revealing at Purdue's hearing that he's working on a bill to keep Farm Service Agency offices open in the event of a government shutdown. Peterson's plan would fund FSA salaries out of the Commodity Credit Corporation, which would be reimbursed when the government reopened. Purdue liked the idea, but Peterson acknowledged to reporters after the hearing that congressional appropriators object to exempting FSA from a shutdown. The thought was that such exemptions make it harder to avoid shutdowns in the first place since they remove some of the political pain. China rice purchases may be part of a trade deal. If the U.S. and China can reach a deal to end their trade war, China is expected to announce large purchases of U.S. commodities beyond soybeans. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer told House Ways and Means Committee members yesterday that one of those commodities could be rice. Lighthizer said we're talking about rice in the context of the purchases. China recently lifted its ban on U.S. rice and approved several mills here to ship the grain, but trade hasn't yet begun. A Chinese 25% tariff does remain in place. U.S. pushes hard for China to improve biotech approval. U.S. negotiators have made it a priority to convince China to overhaul the way it approves new biotech traits, according to Trade Representative Lighthizer. There is a wide variety of non-tariff trade barriers that the U.S. wants China to address, but biotech approval is the one they have probably spent the most time on over the past few months of talks. In the U.S., it's 18 to 24 months to get an approval, and in China, it can take seven or eight years, Lighthizer said. It has a very negative impact on the U.S. We spent a lot of time on that, so hopefully we made some headway. 
The Biotechnology Innovation Organization praised Lighthizer's statement, saying China's regulatory framework for agriculture biotechnology is broken, and American farmers have endured Beijing's unjustified restrictions for far too long. By the way, Lighthizer also told the committee he's planning to start negotiations with Japan in March. Committee members pressed Lighthizer on the Section 232 tariffs on Mexico and Canada when they would be lifted, but they didn't get any commitment from him. And, by the way, Lighthizer also told the committee he's planning to start negotiations with Japan in March. Committee members pressed Lighthizer on when the Section 232 tariffs on Mexico and Canada would be lifted, but they didn't get any commitment from him. Does FDA have a basis for limiting the word milk? FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb suggested the agency may have grounds for restricting the use of the term milk. The agency is currently considering a request from the National Milk Producers Federation to bar plant-based beverages from using dairy terms. Gottlieb told the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee, that the agency can limit the use of standards of identity when consumer confusion can cause adverse health consequences. And the agency is aware of cases, he said, where children were given products that didn't have the vitamins and nutrition of dairy products, and you've seen adverse consequences. Hemp-derived CBD may need legal fix. FDA is under heavy pressure from the hemp industry advocates to provide a legal pathway for hemp-derived CBD to be used in food and dietary products, but Gottlieb told the lawmakers that it may take a legislative fix. Gottlieb said the agency plans a public meeting on the issue in April and has convened a high-level working group to study the issue. Gottlieb told Representative Shelley Pingree of Maine that the agency will ask Congress for statutory changes if it appears that the administrative process for approving CBD will take several years to complete. Farm impact of groundwater chemicals gets EPA focus. EPA will review how to address the effects on agriculture of groundwater contamination by a class of chemicals known as PFAS, which stands for per- and polyfluoroalkyl substances. In a memo to EPA's Office of Research and Development, Acting Administrator Andrew Wheeler said he wants ORD to find ways to direct existing funds immediately toward research projects that will generate practical and actionable science to help manage PFAS chemical issues impacting agriculture and rural communities. Wheeler told the Senate Agriculture officials yesterday, I know this is an issue of growing concern to farmers, and we want to get ahead of it. Wheeler cited reports out of New Mexico about PFAS contamination from a military base threatening dairy cattle. One farmer is destroying all of his 4,000 cows. Judge allows lawsuit challenging organic rule withdrawal. The Organic Trade Association's lawsuit against USDA's withdrawal of its organic livestock and poultry practices rule can proceed, a federal judge ruled yesterday. OTA is arguing that USDA didn't provide sufficient reason for its March 2018 decision. U.S. District Judge Rosemary Collier also said OTA's claim that USDA didn't consult with the National Organic Standards Board can move forward. The National Organic Standards Board unsuccessfully urged USDA 
to allow the Obama-era rule to remain in place. Here's today's He Said It. No. That's FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb on whether his agency trusts China's food safety system, noting that FDA does not recognize it as equivalent to the U.S. system. The answer came in response to questioning by House Ag Appropriations Subcommittee's new ranking Republican, Representative Jeff Fortenberry of Nebraska. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, February 28th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley.